fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. As if. You're going to ask me. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. Thirty something movie podcast. We just—I kind of feel like we, we before we started recording, we were listening to a little bit of Richard Cheese. I kind of feel like I need to start the podcast that way. You're listening, hey, to the thirty something movie podcast. I'm not gonna sing the same song we were listening to, but <clears throat> oh man, that's uh, uh, that's weak, man. Oh, it's weak. That game is weak. That's weak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a song about Italians, but I got it wrong. All right. So, how's everybody doing tonight? Oh, you know, it's been uh, it's been it's been a long two day week. Mm. It's it's only been two days. That's <laughs> all it's been. Good God in heaven. Okay. John's been living this uh, two day week for the last like six months. It's, but uh, it's going to be cold. It's going to be gray, and it's going to last you the rest of your life, Pat. It's, I, yes. there, there have been times where I have walked into, uh, I have walked into work. I've seen the rest of the tech team there. I just walk in. I just go, well, it's groundhog day again. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, uh, yeah, there's a bit of, you know, from our perspective, you know, um, been a bit of a learning curve the last mm. couple of days. When I'm on, when I'm on the, like, when I'm on like the band zoom call, like whenever I'm doing this, I feel like honestly, like a radio DJ because it's just like, it's quiet, you know? And I'm like talking into space and like, you know, sometimes I'm paging to like the different, to get the thumbs up and the whole thing. But it's, it's, I feel like I'm doing like a radio show where I'm just like, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. Okay. Let's take a caller. Okay, what do you say? Oh, okay, your instrument doesn't work. That's all right. Go get some valve oil. Okay, cool. Next up, it's my, you, stu- my students have said I'm like a uh, a YouTuber doing a live stream Q and A. That's awesome. <laughs> where they just keep sending me questions about stuff and I audibly respond. I That's like, so cool. I was like, I understand most of what you're saying, so okay. <laughs> I'll take that's, it. Do you, do you come in awesome. with like the announcer voice? Is like, hey, yo, here's your boy, Mr. Mazuka. Do you do that? Or? No, 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 okay. I don't. Right. I feel like doing the podcast has really prepared us for remote learning, guys. I think we have a leg up on everybody else. Uh, the, my Zoom background here, a bunch of the kids were like, hey, nice boat, nice fishing boat. And a couple of them are like, I love Jaws in the <laughs> texting thing. And then one student in particular, uh, I just said, yeah, well, it's, you know, it's Jaws and everything. And one student in particular, he puts he puts in smile you son of a and just sends that in the message i'm like that's pretty sweet man that, that's, that's pretty cool that's outstanding awesome yes that kid gets a pass for the, for the like the rest of the month just oh yeah give him an a he's done it's it zoom bam. Oh, yes. How, you know what else is going to happen well that's true uh this one is episode number 317 we are talking ducktales the treasure of the lost lamp 
Woo. Before we get into that, um, and some of these episodes, like we are recording them a little bit ahead of time. So some of our, we might have some new movie news, things like that. And by the time you get to hear this, the movie, new movie news may be a couple weeks old, but that's all right. Uh, so we may have some things real quick before we get into it. Jeff, I think you said ahead of time, you got a couple things you want to talk about. Yes. Yes. Okay. So before, uh, before I get into new movie news, um, I need to circle back on a couple of podcasts that I missed. Yeah. Go for Uh it. A couple episodes I missed. Uh I have, uh, what did you say, Pat? I was going to say, Oh, Pat, you're an idiot here. John, you're a jerk here, Pat. (laughs) He's going to, he's going to Jeff explain us. (laughs) To be fair, Pat, you're an idiot all the time. Oh. No, uh, actually, no, Pat, your your impromptu jazz history lesson was, oh, was awesome. I, that was great. Yeah, that was good stuff. I hope so because that was that was after the, I Pat explained you in the last one, right? And I'm no, yes. John, you're wrong. And um, okay, so thank with, you. No, thank with, you, man. Thank with you. With jazz in mind, I've been I've been thinking about like favorite jazz tunes since uh, whatever episode that was. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow through my list to ten. Do I it. Got it down Do to it. ten. Um, no particular order because I think these are all good. Okay. Uh, so so here's my submission. Like okay. like I said before, take the A train. Awesome. Um, West End Blues. Okay. Jumping at the Woodside. Nice. Malaganya. <laughs> okay. Uh, Linus and Lucy. Yes. Take five. Yes. Birdland. Oh, ho, ho, yes. Oye Como Va to get some of that mm-hmm. Latin jazz in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, a, a little ditty called Pictures by the Jazz Jury. Okay. And then thanks to Patrick Canigallo, well, get it. Yeah, there we go. There that, we go. That's that's as, as condensed of a list as I could put together. That's like a, that's like a, if you need to listen to jazz, start there kind of list. You know what I'm right? saying? Yeah. It's yeah. Like it was a little bit of everything in there. Now, um, yeah, cool. uh, no, I was just going to ask, are these like favorite tunes like overall, or are you thinking of a specific like man when so-and-so does like Stan Kenton Malaganya? Okay. Um, you know, the Linus and Lucy, or, or is it like, you know what? I've got 12 different versions of this tune and I love all of them. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it was just, you know, it, it was more when I, I, I have a jazz playlist on my, uh, on my iTunes. So I started looking through there because that became like my, just compiling my favorite jazz tunes. Cool. Um, and admittedly, it, I mean, it's been years since I've been, I've been part of a, a any sort of jazz band. Mm-hmm. And there are some tunes that like, you know, if I never play Satin Doll again, that'll still be too soon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Satin um, Doll is not your thing. But there are other tunes, like no matter how many times you hear them, you still get fired up, you know, like okay. if you're, if you're at a show and you're listening to a group and all of a sudden I'm, you know, they're, they're going to the next tune. You just hear, you know, you're just like, this is awesome. Or, or, or the, um, the drum intro to, um, sing, 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 you know, that whole thing, like, yeah, you're going to get fired up, but other tunes like, satin doll i'm just like yeah i played that i don't know 15 times yeah different jazz groups so i'm done with that tune but that was my list of of go-to jazz tunes when i'm just like i'm just gonna put on a little bit of everything yeah there we go 
That's awesome. And I'm just going to say, well, we talked right about the tonight show band and some of their, where they did the new arrangements on those old tunes. And I, I sent you that six minute clip where they did, um, Johnny had the Johnny Carson and he had the intro to their, their album. Did I send you that link? And and there's a little shtick where he's talking to, to Doc and then they play um, Flying Home yeah. with all the... Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I love that whole... Like, that is my I Miss Television from that era moment. That six-minute... If I didn't send it to you, John, I will. But it's... They introduce the band plays. Johnny Carson is doing his thing. It's... Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, Jeff, I've, that's a righteous list, man. That's awesome. I think, you know, I, I, I struggled. I'm like, you know what, that... Ten. Choose one, you get ten. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's how we usually well, roll around here. Next thing on my list is circling around to Sondheim, favorite Sondheim mm-hmm. tune. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, I've been thinking about this, and I got it narrowed down to five. Okay, and it's um, and it's more. It depends on what you want to talk about with Sondheim. There are a couple of things that go on. One, his his master his mastery of the language and the lyric. So for something like that, I, I put uh, the song Your Fault from Into the Woods. Hmm. Okay. It's, okay. It's just very clever lyrically. Um, but then you start, you know, the other thing that he does is he his combination of notes that shouldn't go together, but do, and, and working in uh, with minor notes um, and minor keys and things. There are a couple of, uh, there's a tune I recently just came across uh, from a show called Pacific Overtures, and it's a song called "Someone in a Tree," hmm. and the you know the the tempo and the 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 key signature, you know it's it's especially uh, the ending note where there's some dissonance in the in the final chord, but it mm-hmm. still works. It's very Sondheim. Um, cool. And then a couple other songs that I like that uh, he did. Uh, Back from Into the Woods. Uh, it's a song called No More. Um, from West Side Story, One Hand, One Heart. Uh, we had that sung at our wedding. It's beautiful, beautiful song. Nice. And then, you know, I, I think my favorite Sondheim piece, though, is Being Alive from Company. So there we go. That's my Sondheim. Nice. Cool. Cool. Um, I'm going to be yeah. checking out all these tunes. I, I mean, I know some of them I've heard. I know I've heard of some of them, but that's awesome that you have a list because now it's going to be fun to check uh, these I'm, out. And, this I, this list could have gone on and on. And I was oh, like, yeah. no, I, I got to be as focused as possible. <laughs> I'm but guessing again, we what, have, I'm guessing we have a tip of the iceberg kind of situation here. Oh going yeah. On. I mean, and again, with Sondheim, it depends on what it is that you're, you're, you're trying to critique or base it on. So mm-hmm. that's a little sampling of a couple different things. Um, in a recent episode, somebody, John, and I think you and Bo maybe were talking about what you'd want to see in a solo sequel. Pat, were you on mm-hmm. that conversation as well? I probably was. They might have been discussing it a little bit more in depth, but I, I, I kind of, yeah, because yeah, you know you what? I think there. I just said mm-hmm. more fun, or I don't know. I, I think I remember them having the conversation, but I think, I think I, you I just rem- started drooling and said Millennium Falcon over and over. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. think that's what I said. Yeah, just keep it simple. What's an yeah, aluminum go ahead. falcon? So, so, so here's what's the hell's an aluminum falcon. Papa, 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 Dean. Are you crying? He's crying. He's crying. Guys, he's crying. Um, I love you too. <laughs> Here, so here's what here's what I want in the solo sequel. How did Han and Chewie get involved with Jabba? Mm-hmm. 
did Jabba notice them and recruit them? Did someone bring them to Jabba saying, hey, I know this guy or I know these guys that could do good work for us? Um, you know, and we, we know that Han eventually uh, dumps a shipment, which is why Jabba is after him. You know, if someone else brings Han and Chewie to Jabba, is that person or that character's life on the line? Mm-hmm. You know, he dumped a shipment. I'll deal with him. But I wouldn't deal with that if it wasn't for you saying I should hire him. So now your, you know, your life is going to be on the line to pay, help pay for his sins sort of thing. So that, that's what I would like to see out of any future solo stories is at what point did he get involved with Jabba and how did that happen? Mm-hmm. So that's my, my, my going back, my, my podcast rewind. That's all I got now. Cool. New movie news. Do we got a bumper for that? Uh, I do. I catch me unawares here, but yeah, I do. <laughs> Let's is, try it again. I'm, I'm, I'm sleeping at the switch here. I'm like looking at something else. I'm like, yeah, I, what did I say about the solo thing? Like I'm trying to remember. I'm like, what did I say? How many weeks, how many years ago was that? All right. I'll set you up again. Ready? Uh, do it again. Do it again. And now new movie news. <laughs> That's not it. I just did that for fun. Here it is. There you go. All right. We so run a DC. professional show here, folks. <laughs> yes, we do. Professional what? DC <laughs> recently held an online event, uh, DC Fandom. Um, a lot of cool stuff came out of there, but specifically a couple of teaser trailers and a full trailer. Teaser trailer yeah. for uh, Black Adam and uh, Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Both look fantastic. Do they? I Those yeah. are the ones I have not had a chance to watch yet. They're on YouTube. Okay, I got to go see them. Okay. I did watch the uh, Wonder Woman 1984, and I did watch the Batman. Well, and so the Batman was the other one that I was going to mention. Yeah. Um, I like it. Mm-hmm. It looks gritty. It looks street crime-ish. Yeah. Um, it you know, to me, it had a sense of being more like um, Chris Nolan's. Batman, except a little bit more comic book. A little more year one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not completely sold. I don't know. I'm, you know, I I, I want to see another trailer at least before I'm like, get really fired up about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. I would, um, with that one, I, I don't know if I've reached a point where I'm on Batman overload. Like there are so many other, I think one of the things I've really enjoyed about the flash TV show that we, when we've been watching it and especially about the whole crisis that they did last year mm-hmm. was just how many of the kind of ancillary characters that they brought in and just how cool that was. And I was like, okay, so if that's what you can do with these characters in a TV show series, I want movies. Like I want to see movies. Yeah. Like I want to see these other characters. I, I love Batman. Yes. Continue to make Batman movies. But there's a part of me that's like, okay, I mean, this is it's kind of like Spider-Man. I love all the Spider-Man movies, too, even the bad ones. But I'm like, all right, we, I, I think we've kind of seen enough Spider-Man. There's plenty of other characters we can get to here. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I like that they're going with the Riddler. Mm-hmm. 
Although based on the trailer, it looks like the Riddler's antics are very Joker-esque. That's what I'm always afraid of, is that he can, if you don't do it right, he can tend to kind of swing that way. Yeah. So that that had me a little cautious. Riddle me this. How did I get these scars? (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, Hmm. what was the motivation for, is it Paul Dano that's playing the Riddler? Uh, It is... I want to say Paul Dano, but I could be totally wrong. I think so. Let me see. Let me Google that for you. Yeah, Paul Dano. Okay, it is Paul Dano. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what his motivation was to create the character. Um, Because we haven't really seen the Riddler too much in uh, live action media. Right. Um, I mean, you have Jim Carrey who did his thing. You have the Um, one from Gotham that was, depending on the season, he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then the old one from the old Batman mm-hmm. TV show. Yeah. So. Frank Gorshin. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely intrigued with, uh, with the Batman. Yeah. I, I need the Riddler to be somebody who is like, you know, how, how Lex Luthor will always, well, even when he had like the Christopher Reeve Lex Luthor, he's like, you know, I'm the greatest criminal mind of our age. I, my IQ is so much higher than the rest of yours. And I, I need the Riddler to be somebody who is so highly intelligent and so far above everyone else that it just makes him a very awkward human being, but that he's, he's working on a completely different level. Like I really hope if the Riddler is the villain, I don't want the goofy goonie Jim Carrey Riddler. I want somebody who like, it would be near impossible unless Batman stretches himself to the absolute limit. It would be near impossible for him to outsmart the Riddler. I don't want Batman. I don't, I almost never want Batman to outsmart the Riddler. Like I want it to take a lot of effort and a lot of resources for him to even get close to solving the Riddler's puzzles. I just, I kind of feel like when I've seen him done well in the comics, that it's that it's like the Riddler is so smart that he's almost untouchable. Yeah. But then also, know, but then it, also a again, sociopath. <laughs> if, if, if you don't handle that right, though, then he starts becoming more Joker-esque. So right. he's either Jim Carrey's over the top mm-hmm. or he turns into like a almost a Joker clone. Right. So, you know, just I, I think the guy from uh, from Gotham did it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that interpretation of the character. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so those uh, those trailers came out. Um, the Suicide Squad one doesn't give you much except the lineup of the cast, which is pretty phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They've got a really nice uh, nice cast that they put together. So that's promising. Um, and then uh, the other news that came out of there that I saw was the Snyder cut of justice league, which is going to be on HBO max. Yeah. I'm is actually for... going to be a four hour mini series. Oh, are they? Oh, okay. I didn't know they were switching it up. Oh, that's yeah, nice. It's going to be, or it's going to be a four episode mini series about an hour each. That's pretty sweet. So that's what I got for that. I don't have HBO max, so I'm hoping that it'll be available somewhere else at some point. Cause I, I would love to check it out. Yeah. 
I'm I'm trying to. We had a trial for a while, so I had a I had a month of HBO Max, and it was actually pretty good. Like there was a lot of good stuff in there. And now that I know, I also for several months had a subscription to DC Universe online. And that's when I finally got to see the Titans TV series, which is really good. I really like that one. Um, finally got to see that. Got to see kind of the start of Stargirl, the first few episodes. Um, okay. And then just a couple of the other, I'm, I'm blanking out. Oh, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol, the episodes were good, but it just kind of, I, there was something about it that I couldn't binge watch them. I could only watch like one or two at a time. It, it wasn't a thing where I could just go right one right into the other. I kind of had to watch a couple episodes, then take a little bit of a break. Not that it was bad. I just, for some reason, I just couldn't let it roll right into the next episode all the time. Um, but my understanding is a lot of that content, if not all of that content, is being moved away from DC Universe. I guess they fired or let go of uh, or re reallocated almost their entire staff for that streaming service and almost all that content, if not all that content is going over to HBO max. So it kind of looks like DC is moving all their stuff over to that. Mm. So that almost makes me, I was spending, what was it? $8, $9 a month to get the, the DC universe one, which was nice because it had the TV shows, the movies, and it had digital comics that you could download and read. Oh, nice. Um, so it sounds like the digital comics are going to stay on DC Universe, but all the TVs, TV shows, movies, cartoons, everything else are going to go over to HBO. So I don't know. I, HBO, the HBO Max is kind of looking pretty nice. And if it, the price is not too high, I, I might even consider replacing something else with that. But Yeah, I think I would have to replace something. I don't know if yeah. I could pick up an additional streaming service. Yeah. If you get a chance to see the one that was on the DC universe, that was hilarious was the Harley Quinn cartoon. If you get a chance to see that, you, you have to watch that. There are so many jokes that, that fans of the comics will, will only get certain jokes that are in that show, but it is completely irreverent and inappropriate and hilarious. It is everything that I wish the Harley Quinn movie would have been. All right. But I got to go see some of those trailers because I did not get a chance to see Black Adam. I didn't get a chance to see Suicide Squad. Yeah. And with your recommendation, I, I need to check those out. Definitely. Yeah. I've kind of fallen off of the movie thing. Um, other movie news. I, I heard today that there's possibly going to be a new James Bond trailer hmm. coming out this Thursday. Really? Oh, really? Okay. So let's be on the lookout for that. Nice. Yeah, no kidding. And then... No kidding. Um, Patrick and I talked yesterday. So, yes, so fire can, this up, Jeffrey. Um, real quick, we're, we're both going to say if you want a uh, a really interesting, solid look at Frank Sinatra's life, there is mm -hmm. a documentary on Netflix, two part documentary called All or Nothing at All, um, and really well done. Mm -hmm. We uh, we both really enjoyed watching that, and I will say there's also a two part documentary about Garth Brooks that is also pretty fantastic nice um but the other thing that uh patrick and i talked about was cobra kai mm. Mm -hmm. i watched season two over the weekend um only 10 episodes each episode is about a half hour or so so it doesn't take all that long a little bit here a little bit there it's like a longish movie yeah 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 and um Part of my criticism of it was season two really brought a lot more melodrama than season one, mm -hmm. almost to the point of being annoying. 
and there was some overacting going on. There's uh, there's a character on there. He goes by the name of Hawk. Mm-hmm. And Patrick, uh, let me know if you agree with me or disagree with me. Like, I understand that he's supposed to be an angry child and he's using Cobra Kai as a way to justify his anger. Mm-hmm. But I think there are times or there are scenes when he kind of overdoes it in a way that kind of makes it a little bit unbelievable. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting you mention it. And I said this when we were discussing it, it's like, it's a, it's a YouTube show and now it's getting picked up by Netflix and boy, I don't want to assume one thing or another, but I, I wonder if Netflix takes it, if they're going to alter the show in any way, you know what I'm saying? Like keep the same nostalgia, but maybe put some of those things that we felt were a little out of whack. Like maybe they're going to, uh, change the writing of those characters. Like I've seen that on other shows where they're like on this channel for a couple of years and then all of a sudden they get picked another one. And, and mm-hmm. those writers, you know, say, okay, well, we want the show to go a few more seasons. So here, what we need to do. Um, yeah. I, I'll tell you though, I, that Hawk character is really interesting because I remember in the first season, you know, without doing, let me back up. So I don't do spoilers. Cause John, I know you haven't seen it his overall character arc, I find interesting because it was that character that kind of showed how some of those things that Johnny was teaching in Cobra Kai, how it kind of was like, wow, it kind of made a difference in these kids' lives in a positive way. Um, But now he's this, but obviously the Hawk character is now so far out of whack that now he's like kind of crossed over from being, and again, I'm trying to be careful of spoilers. So spoilers for Cobra Kai. He kind of crossed over from being bullied to being a bully. And as opposed to becoming empathetic and trying to help other people, now he's just kind of, he's, he's, he's just kind of a bully, right? Well, kind of, he's yeah. kind of a bully. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I, I get what you're saying that, yeah, he is, he is like an, over, he's become an over the top character. And okay, cool. But that's almost what, out of almost out of place though with uh, with with everybody else. Yes, and and again, uh, how much of that is like you know because he had those things that he you know he he had those things that people teased him for. So that's where Johnny was just like, yeah, who cares? Like, don't hide it. Just celebrate, celebrate who you are, kind of thing. But he kind of got out of whack. So what I'd love to see is him if if the writers if if they keep that in there where it's like, dude, you were being bullied for a big part of your life. Now you're being a bully. Like, like set that up to put some tension in there and some depth to the character as opposed to, okay, well now, you know, he's the, like the tough guy bully with like the Mohawk, you, you know what I'm saying? With the over the top. So I get well, what you're saying. Like, I agree with you. I the hope other thing they- is, it, it just, it could be poor directing. Like the director could just be like, all right, now you're just, you're really angry about everything. That's right. your character. Just be angry about everything. Right. Which I have a feeling it's more that. Okay. It's just kind of poor directing. And, you know, I, I don't know what his acting resume is, but he may, maybe he doesn't have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. So he just has to learn how to balance that a little bit more, how to be the angry character without being like, I'm going to show that I'm angry all the time. Right. Sort of thing. Right. And then the other thing that I bumped on that we talked about is when you, anytime you have a character in a modern day setting now, 2019, 2020, mm-hmm. 
that is so clueless about the internet. I just don't buy it. Yeah. Especially if it's an adult. That, 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 John, I don't know. Have you seen any of Cobra Kai? No, I haven't yet. Now that, now that it's on Netflix, I got to go back and watch it. Um, you know, they kind of do that with, uh, with the character of Johnny. And I get why, that you know, what they're trying to say about him as a character. But, you know, like what adult doesn't know what the internet is? What adult doesn't know what Wi-Fi is? Well, um, working in a school district tech department, I can tell you. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what? And, and, and you know what? Maybe, maybe there's more truth to it than than what I think. But, yeah. you know, I'm just, I just I get really annoyed when when I see an adult in 2020 going, what's a Wi-Fi? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think I, stuff like that. Even even though, and and I'm not, I'm I'm not making fun of our parents and families that are in our school district at all. But I mean, I'm I'm learning that for the general public, there is a lot of either lack of knowledge or or people just kind of throw up their hands. They'd be like, I don't get technology. I don't understand it. Like, I need you to walk me through everything because I I don't get it. I don't want to get it. I don't want to know about it. I'm like, oh, but okay. it's like. But that's not how it reads in the show. Okay. It's just yeah, coming, it's, it's coming across as it, if like they stepped into an alternate universe and it's like, what is this Wi-Fi thing you speak of? Yeah. Okay. And, and of course then in my mind, all I do, I go back to uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. What, what Jay's just like, what the F is the internet? Yeah. <laughs> like, like if, like then let's be comical with it. If that's the trope we're going to go with, and let's be over the top and ridiculous, because if you try to use that trope in a serious way, it doesn't work. I don't think. Yeah, I. You know what? And 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 again, like the last one I I saw you on. This one, I'll admit, like when we talked about that, I was like, ah, I I kind of laughed at that stuff. Now sometimes deliberately and sometimes I say it more for humorous effect, but I tend to be a little bit more of that. Um, you know, like someone was asking about Twitter handles and I honestly looked at him and said, is that something for Instagram? Like what, you know, and I'm, you know, so I'm, Hey, so I, I, have, empathize I have with Twitter that. handles, but I've really been working on them as much as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah. But. No, but I, but I will say this and it's funny you referenced Jay and Silent Bob. I see where you're coming from because I think if they, if they weren't so just like you said, brazen alternate universe, wh what is this internet you speak of with it? I think that humor would work a lot better or it would be more believable. And so you'd be like, Oh, it's just some guy that's stuck in the eighties. He's just kind of out of touch with this. And, and well, like I'm going to give him like an AOL email account and, you know, right. some, you know, showing that like, yeah, he's familiar, but he hasn't progressed. Right. That I'd believe. Do you think they're trying to write it as in, okay, this guy, this kind of a character wouldn't really exist, but what if kind of like an anachronism, like what if you had someone from the eighties looking at it? Cause that's kind of what the show is seemingly trying to do is kind of, okay, you have this 21st century kind of reality and kids with these problems, but the problems are still the same as what they dealt with in the eighties, bullies and jockeying for position and all this. And here's a character that's going to look at it with like the way we looked at it in the eighties and with, you know, his dude, that's not how things go anymore. And you can take this and your peanut allergies and all your other made up stuff and get out of here. And, and do you think they're maybe writing it that way, or it could just be over the top writing, but maybe they're writing it that way. Like, Hey, here's the 1980s perspective, kind of like, 
you know, this is the way things used to be. Well, it ne- wasn't necessarily better, but it it's a different perspective on things. Oh God. Did they spend time making fun of peanut allergies? Did they have the same writers as kindergarten cop too? <laughs> no, they didn't. Okay. You know, now you got me worried. No, but the, but is but the peanut, but like I said, that thing about the peanut allergies, like I know people like that, right? No yeah. one that's had yeah, a yeah. kid. Oh, good night, Daniela. Say goodbye to everybody. <laughs> oh, she's kind hey, of Daniela. off camera. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, she's used to doing that in Zoom classes. Bye. <laughs> All right. Danielle, you got to go to bed. School in the morning. Okay. All right. Bye now. Love you. Love you. Um, well, Pat, be fair. You have school in the morning. You should probably go to bed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff. Um, but uh, I'm finding somebody. I don't, I don't, I'm finding somebody named Louise. I can ride a, in a, a car off the cliff with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to school in the morning. <laughs> I thought I thought we were in Inception, and the car is already slowly going off the cliff, John. I, no, we're, we're talking um, about we're talking about Cobra Kai's uh, wax on log off episode. That's right. Okay. Well, anyways, I'm kind of rambling on thing, but whatever it is, I get what you're saying because it, it, they lose the point because they're doing it so over the top. And you mentioned Jay and Silent Bob. To me, it's almost like the Jay and Silent Bob effect, right? I love Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I love that movie. But some people see that movie and they're like, it's just too much of that. I just, it's too, it, they were funnier when they were a part of Clerks or a part of Mallrats. It really worked there. But once the whole movie is about that, people were a little, I know people that were turned off with it. And it's mm-hmm. almost like that with this humor, like a little bit of that, like, uh, dude, no one goes out and meets people out anymore. You got to, you know, and he gets them on the dating app, you know? Yeah. That whole that whole bit with the dating app and he's listing all the things he likes, you know. Did you, Pat? Did you ever end up? Did you ever end up watching the Jesus rolls? No, I I did not. After your reaction to it, I'm like, mm. I don't have time. I don't know if I should be watching this. It's very much in that vein. It's like, okay, so uh, Jesus Quintana, funny as a side (laughs) character, does not need his own movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, too too much, too much. Yeah, it was one of those deals. And so anyways, I didn't mean to like go off, but it's like that with this humor. Like, I think if, if they would have nuanced it and just kind of played it up, but, but I see what Jeff's point is. Like I keep laughing at it, but I totally see Jeff's point where it's just too over the top. It's just too zany. Or or maybe just like too on the nose or or something. And like, and again, I get what they're trying to do with the character, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's just, there's just something about the fact that like, He's so not aware. And if, you know, if this is someone that's really handful of years older than us, mm-hmm. um, I just, you know, I don't buy it. Yeah. I just, I, I, I don't, and I struggle with that trope. Yeah. Um, I see what now, you, I see what you're saying. All that being said, my God, that fight scene. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> That was yeah, one of the greatest fight scenes I've ever seen in a high school setting. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah. John, it's, it's, it's on. John, here's what I'm going to tell you. In season one, there's going to be an epic fight in a cafeteria. Okay. And you're going to text us after you watch it. You're like, Holy cow. This fight in the cafeteria was awesome. Okay. And Pat and I are going to text back and be like, Dude, that's pittance compared to what's coming. <laughs> Get ready. All right. I mean, holy cow, was that worth the wait? 
So the question, Pat, do I watch Cobra Kai first or backdraft? I got, I got to prioritize. What do I watch first? Cobra Kai. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. Do Cobra Kai, then do backdraft. Okay. And then, yeah. And then swing back and do Cobra Kai again. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you could do some yeah. Cobra Kai again. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Transformers War for Cybertron is really good. Okay. I don't know if any of you caught that cartoon. I think you, That's you another one. I think, I think I threw that, that out there yeah. in one of the other episodes. I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm freewheeling. I'm going to mute yeah. myself. I'm freewheeling. Right. You're good. You're good. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get it, do we have any more new movie news or? I think I'm spent. Okay. Hey, I just want to throw, and I don't know timing or if we're going to put something out like kind of a, like a tweet. Guys, I got to be honest with you. I got re- hit real hard with the uh, Chadwick. Um, um, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I was, I was going to mention Boseman, that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> forgot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Holy, blanked out his oh, last how name. We, how did I forget that? Yeah, I was I was going to mention that if we didn't have anything else. But yeah, because this will be this will probably come out, you know, a couple weeks from now or so. So, yeah, it will have happened, you know, three weeks ago as of the time people listen to this. But yeah, that yeah. was that was a shock. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't even think I had they announced at all that he was sick. No, I don't. I not that I had. Okay. Not that I can recall. Yeah. And just, you know, when you think about that, that he was in and out of chemo and surgeries and still filming all of these movies, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. what an, what, what an amazing soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To to still, to still live with such grace and dignity. Yeah. When you hear all these stories now and, and videos that show he went and like visited kids in the hospital that were going through cancer and, and to realize that during the timeline, he would have been dealing with cancer while he was going to these cancer wards and, you know, talking to the kids and signing autographs and, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So the, the fact that the guy was doing all that and making movies, everything else in the midst of him going through his own ordeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you, you know, I get the sense too that he's he's just he's not a guy that would complain. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, and not that and not that anybody's going to complain about anybody after they're gone, but I mean, all of these different tribute things that they've done, they seem very genuine. Like you know, sometimes people just come out and they're like, "Yeah, this this guy was a great guy," and and sometimes you're like, "Yeah, I don't know, I've I've heard, I've heard this person, you know, not a great guy," and now everybody just because they passed away, everybody's jumping up, being like, "Oh no, best person in the world." But I feel like a lot of these tributes that I've been hearing about him, that he genuinely seemed to be, I mean, obviously didn't know him personally, but he genuinely seemed to be a great guy. Also, what a talented guy. I mean, you know, I'd seen him in a number of different things. Not a lot. I mean, not, I I, want to go watch all his movies now, but I've seen him in uh, a couple things besides the, you know, being Black Panther. Um, And uh, I mean, you know, anyone that can do you know, dramatic roles and, and all that, and then really nail like owning the character. Because I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, that's up for me, that's up there with like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Um, he, he was T'Challa, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he was the Black Panther in my mind. And I mean, he played him in what, like four, five different movies. Um, so that, but then you see the other things that he was in and, and just, just did a fantastic job bringing some of these characters to life. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, dang, what a, it's just, just a loss, you know, just a loss and, uh, condolences to his whole family and friends that are going through the whole, you know, going through that whole thing. Now they're 
uh, with his loss. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will admit the only thing that I think I've seen him in, I was interested to see the movie that had come out just this last year, that 21 bridges, that one looked kind of mm-hmm. interesting, but the only one that I think I've seen other than where he's played black Panther was, mm-hmm. um, what was it? Uh, 42. That was the only okay. other one I think I've seen yeah. him in. He played Jackie Robinson, but other than that, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would be curious now to kind of go back through and watch some of the other ones. Well, well, I really want to see 42. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that looks good. I That's saw good him in uh, get on up the James Brown. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. He played James and, Brown, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he did a fantastic job. I mean, it was, he was solid and, uh, uh that, and then he's also in defy bloods, the, uh, Spike Lee one that came out on Netflix, which is, uh, okay. Um, I, I don't want to say he has a bit part, but I, I guess you could say more of a, a co-starring role. Maybe I, you could say, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to give the movie away, but anyways, he's, he's, he's phenomenally good in there too. So. All right. Well, this time around, we are talking DuckTales, the movie, The Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Came out on the 3rd of August, 1990, rated G. It has a runtime of one hour and 14 minutes, directed by Bob Hathcock, who also did the Pac-Man cartoon series, the Smurfs, the Garbage Pail Kids, uh, the one cartoon my mom would not let me watch. Um, (laughs) Do you guys ever have any of the cards? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but some of them made me sick to my stomach and I couldn't eat. I don't know why there was one. It's funny. It was some weird thing and it was like the picture of it. I'm like, oh, I kind of lost my appetite. Yeah, those were super gross. I remember there wasn't much. I mean, there wasn't much that like my my mom got really adamant about like, no, stay away from that stuff. But like she just was completely grossed out by the garbage pail kids. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I think I never saw as much as I always thought those cards were kind of fun. I never ended up seeing the movie. You guys ever seen the Garbage Pail Kids movie? Sure have. Have you really? It, mm-hmm. uh, should I ask? It's um, <laughs> is it special? It's 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 not great. Okay, but I know I've seen it more than once. So oh wow, take that. Take, I don't think put that I, in your pipe I don't think I ever it. sought it out. <clears throat> okay, but there there have been times when I like, could be on and be like. Yeah, all right, I'll put this on. Okay. Yeah. I was I was just looking real quick at some back at some of the cards and oh I, I was about to and I am not gonna because yeah. I don't want to yeah. stop eating. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if, if I was gonna collect two things that had some like really disgusting stuff, I would do that and the Mars Attacks cards. Because some of those Mars Attacks cards, they can be pretty gruesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm just like shivering watch looking at these cards. Okay. Let's move on from that then. Uh, producer on this one was also Bob Hathcock, who did the Smurfs, the Jetsons meet the Flintstones. Uh, writer was Alan Burnett, who did Batman, the animated series, Batman Beyond and DuckTales, among a few other things. Uh, music was done by David Newman, who also did the War of the Roses and the Nutty Professor. Budget was $20 million. Box office was $18.1 million. Flick metrics was 67%. Uh, Cinema score did not have a score for this one. Starring Alan Young, who died in 2016 as the voice of uh, Scrooge McDuck. He was in The Time Machine and Mr. Ed. Terrence McGovern was Launchpad. He was in American Graffiti and Mrs. Doubtfire. Russie Taylor, who died in 2019, played Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Webby. Um, He was in The Simpsons, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Richard Libertini, who died in 2016, played Dijon. He was in Popeye and Fletch. Christopher Lloyd played Murloc. He was in Back to the Future and Clue. June Foray died in 2017, uh, played Mrs. Featherby. 
She was in Cinderella and Who, Fla- Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Chuck McCann died in 2018. Basically, don't be in this movie because you're probably going to be dead. Uh, died in 2018, played Duckworth. He was in Dracula, Dead and Loving It and Tailspin. Joan Gerber, who died in 2011, was Mrs. Beakley. She was in Charlotte's Web and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Rip Taylor was the genie. He was in Wayne's World 2 and Indecent Proposal. Huey, Dewey, Louie, and their long-suffering Uncle Scrooge McDuck are back battling against evil sorcerer Murloc for possession of a magical lamp. Here is the trailer, and we'll be back in just a moment. The ancient pyramid of Kalibaba, where a fabulous treasure has lay hidden for centuries. A treasure sought by a ruthless sorcerer. A treasure whose incredible mysteries are about to be uncovered. Jumpstart my heart! By six daring adventurers. I finally found it! But finding the fortune is only the beginning. Of a powerful secret. That will lead to unbelievable magic. I wish for the treasure of Kolibaba. Give it to me. That will become one unforgettable adventure. I'd sure like to know where this leads. It's your favorite DuckTales friends in their first full-length big-screen motion picture. A story filled with excitement. You better get back here! Danger. Surprises. Is there a doctor in the pyramid? And fun. It's easy for you to say. It's a movie so big, so special, so exciting. No TV can hold it. DuckTales the movie. Treasure of the Lost Lamp. I, the one thing I will say about this movie is if I hear the word shablooey one more time, <laughs> I, I might just lose it. Uh, shablooey. Yeah, thank you. were shablooeyed out. I was, I, I had enough shablooey, yeah. I just okay. shablooeyed myself. Did you really? Okay. Mm. <laughs> seven, mm. seven days a week. I'm getting there. All right. Um so, yes, this movie, I remember as a kid, I remember this trailer vividly. Um, I probably either saw it on TV, um, you know, saw it when we went to go see another movie. But I, there were bits and pieces of this trailer that I'm like, I, I remember watching that. And I remember, like, as a kid, having even some of the lines from the trailer memorized. Like, you know, that last really? line in the trailer. I, I remember that last line from the trailer. I wouldn't mind doing it again now that I know you can live through it. Like, I remembered that. And I was like, how do I remember like, I don't know that I've saw I've seen the DuckTales movie more than, you know, maybe two or three times as a kid. But I'm watching mm-hmm. the trailer and I'm like, when that line came up, I almost started reciting it right away. I'm like, I, I must have seen this trailer a lot because I, I know these lines. But, yeah, I remember as a kid, you know, because DuckTales, DuckTales was was big. I mean, that we just the whole family, we watched that. Um, I don't remember if it was on Saturday mornings or if it was an, I think it was an after school deal. I think it was. Yeah. After school. Yeah. And uh, you, you guys are good with that. Like I talked to all sorts of friends, you guys, everyone's like, Oh, that was a Saturday morning. Oh, that was it. And I'm like, man, I just don't remember when it, when any of these things were. Yeah. Well, and I think most of those were kind of an after school deal. I think it was like the, the ducktails, uh, tailspin, like uh, Chippendale rescue Rangers, like all those that were kind mm-hmm. of in that same Disney vein um, and all out at about the same time. I think those were all after school deals. I don't remember much of the Disney, stuff being a Saturday morning. 
Saturday, uh, Saturday gummy, morning gum, was gummy bears was Saturday oh, gummy, morning. Gummy bears was Saturday morning was almost almost exclusively kind of the Hanna Barbera stuff. Okay. But yeah, no, I and I remember Ducktales just being. We would watch that religiously. That was always one of our after-school deals. But what okay. about you guys? I, even before we jump into talking about this movie, um, were you were you watching Ducktales at the time, the cartoon itself, and then watch this movie as a result, or is this the first time you've seen this movie? I I watched Ducktales when it was on, and like you, John, I had like strange memories of for me it was it wasn't hearing lines but it was like parts of this movie i'm like i remember that so clearly i'd seen this movie before but i had no recollection of ever having seen it Mm. but there were specific parts that i that i saw or that i was like wait i think this is going to happen and sure enough it did so i must have seen it at some point um but i I was i definitely watched the uh watched the cartoon after Mm. you know come home after school I don't think I saw this in the theater, though. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know where I would have seen it. I'm pretty certain. I mean, I can't say for certain. I'm pretty certain we saw this in the theater. Like we were, we were enough of you know, like Ducktales fans, like Ducktales, Tailspin, all those shows. I'm pretty certain we we ended up seeing this one in the theater. What about, what about you, Pat? Is this the first time you'd seen this one? Or first first time I've seen this movie? Okay. I remember watching Ducktales growing up. You know, and I. I defined religiously i watched it all the time but never i i vaguely remember when this movie came out that you religiously Um, means you chant and wear a robe while you're watching it i chant and wear a robe you know uh, i prostrate myself yes no um but uh you might want to see somebody about that yeah you know uh they're called a stand-up desk for a reason um Pat, no, I don't the, know if you've, um, Pat, I don't know if you've heard about this. It's called the. <laughs> I know, I know, John. I'm sorry about today. I really am. No, no. Um, but uh, um, no. Anyways, yeah, I watched Ducktales. Love the show. Remember the song. Remember all the adventures. The whole thing. And I mean, I, I growing up, like I, I totally wanted to be like an archaeologist and like the sense of Indiana Jones. So I mean, any of this kind of stuff, I I really thought was a lot of fun. Um but I don't really remember the movie at all. And actually the first time I saw it was when I watched it with my kids before I even realized that we were watching it for the podcast. I'm like, okay guys, there's two cartoons that you got, you can choose from. We can start watching tailspin. We can start watching ducktales. And the kids were all just like, okay, let's watch ducktales. So I pulled it up on, on, on Disney plus and, uh, this the movie came on and I was like, Oh, there's a movie. Is that a prequel or is that? And then I realized, Oh no, it, it's like, three or four seasons in. So anyways, yeah, kind of a fun little discovery, but I, I had to catch up. It was a, it was a hole in my upbringing. Yeah. I, one of the things I noticed in listening to the trailer when we played it just a minute ago, um, I don't think I heard Christopher Lloyd's voice in there. I think they must've changed that later on. It, it sounded, oh. it sounded much deeper and, and more ominous in that trailer. Like it had, like they had done some, audio engineering on it so it sounded mm-hmm. it sounded much more like you know there's some reverb to it and there was some other stuff going on there that it did not sound like him at all so i'm wondering if they did that for the trailer and then maybe he was a late addition to the cast or mm-hmm. that's the one thing i will say about this movie watching it as an adult like i remember loving this movie as a kid and i here's what i got stuck on watching this movie i still enjoyed it it was still funny i don't want to hear the word shablooey ever again but 
the one thing I kept getting stuck on was Murloc as a character. He sounded so much like Commander Krug. Oh, like I, I couldn't get past that. Well, they're the same guy, you yeah. know. Oh, no, I know, I know, but it's like there was almost no difference in his voice, like between gotcha. this, between this villain Murloc and a and a Klingon commander. Yeah, I'm like at some point I, I wanted to be like, I give you, you know, what, what was it? I give you how many minutes? I give you two minutes. I give for you two you minutes. And your brave crew, or you and your it was a gallant or val- valiant or gallant or something. Yeah, I mean, gallant. I it was. It wasn't brave. It I give was you gallant two crew. minutes. For you and your I, gallant nephews. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for I thought for sure, John, you'd quote the whole. And I hope pain is something that you enjoy. I was waiting to hear that in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm waiting to hear that from the uh, tech department you at do school. Not, you do hey, not give uh, me the guys, lamp. I, I was wondering pain. if this could happen. It can, but I hope pain is something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Chromebooks are a dish best served cold. <laughs> it is very cold. <laughs> very cold in yes. space. Um. Yeah, no, so I just, I, I remember this movie. I remember enjoying this movie as a kid um, and enjoying it as an adult. I mean, it's just a fun movie. Like there's there's some yeah. crazy stuff in it. It's, um, you know, it's kind of, it's most of everything that you enjoyed from the DuckTales cartoon just kind of like ramped up. Mm-hmm. But it was, I mean, it really did seem like it was just kind of a, I don't know, I don't know that I could say there's anything overly special about the storyline. Um, you know, I think sometimes now when you have a cartoon movie of something, you try to, or even back then too, you try to kind of up the stakes a little bit. And I don't know, this one just seemed like it was a longer episode from the sure. original cartoon. Like, you know, Transformers, the movie at Optimus Prime die and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously you're not going to kill anybody in DuckTales, the movie, but, um, I don't know. It just, it seemed like, it seemed like as an adult, I'm watching it going, all right, this is kind of like an extended episode. I'm not sure it needed to be a movie. Right. But doesn't make it any less fun, but. Well, even the animation, I mean, don't they, in, in a lot of those, when they try and change it for the movies, uh, well, and I, all I really know is Transformers, but they would do shading differently. They would color them a little bit differently just to make it look more mature or darker, or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this, as I recall, the animation was very similar with this to the cartoon, if not the same. So and nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't well, differentiate I, I, itself as a movie. I believe it it was the TV animation department that did the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not like it went to the uh, feature film animation department. Okay. So those similarities are definitely going to be there. Yeah. Um, between the, this movie and, and the cartoon. Um, but for me, this movie, it was just sort of, eh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it took me two tries to watch it. Really? Yeah. I got about almost a half hour in the first time I'm like, I don't really want to watch this. I'm getting mm-hmm. nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to watch it again. Cause I'm like, no, nah, I feel like I should watch it for the podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think this movie really offered much of anything that I couldn't get out of watching the TV series, mm-hmm. nor did it, no, it didn't bring anything new to the, um, to the genie of the lamp story. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they pushed that storyline pretty hard, in which case then I'm just going to go watch Aladdin. If mm-hmm. I want to watch it, if I want to watch a genie of the lamp story, I'm going to go watch Aladdin. I'm not going to watch the DuckTales movie. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, it it didn't grab my interest at all. Um, and it, it really failed to maintain my, and, and keep my attention. Uh, and it really, it became background noise for, uh, for most of the time that I was watching it. And, you know, just to clarify, I did cartoons. It's not that it's animated. I mean, I, when I found Thundercats on Hulu the other day, I was like, done, everything else is canceled <laughs> because I'm watching me some Thundercats. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was just something about this movie that I was just like, uh, I think they're trying too hard to stretch things out so they could call it a movie. Mm-hmm. I think you could easily have done this as like a two-part TV episode and be done with it. And, Fun, funny you should and maybe say that's that. what they were trying to do. I'm well, sorry, John, I cut across you. No, I, I was going to say funny you should say that because this was actually meant to be originally um, this started as a five-part episode for the TV series. Um, and then they had kind of planned it out that way. And then I guess over the course of time, they were like, well, you know, we've got this long story that we want to have kind of play out over five episodes. Roger Rabbit just did really well. So, you know, within the last year or two, why don't we try to see if we can release this as a movie? So I think that was the original plan was just to keep it as part of the TV show. And then as they kind of went through it, they're like, uh, it's got a little bit of a bigger scale to it. Let's um, let's see what we can do. And I don't know. I, maybe it was just, maybe it was a little bit of overreaching on their part that it didn't, it didn't have a big enough scale to be a feature film. Yeah. And, and kind of like, I mean, you wonder what the, you wonder what the, why did they, you know, it, was it they're they're just trying to, Hey, it's meant for the kids, get the kids in the theater and let them kind of enjoy doing it. But I mean, we've had so many offering well, and, but those offerings are later that I'm thinking of where there's so many offerings that now kids and adults can enjoy that you you know what I'm saying? Like everything, even angry birds, you know, I mean, Dominic loves those. And it's like, okay, here we go. And I was like, Oh, those, those are fun. You know? Um, and I could just go down the list of all the different animated movies, all those wonderful Pixar things. And I know that's kind of a, they're pretty top shelf when it comes to that, but it's like, these are things that adults can enjoy and the kids, mm-hmm. you know? So did they just play it safe and say, Hey, we're going to do what, what we know. We're going to make a long, TV episode, or we're going to take a, we're going to write a five part episode and put it into one movie. And we're not going to push the boundaries too much. Cause we don't want people walking out saying, why are you trying to make ducktails? So, you know, like transformers, why are there transformers that are getting destroyed? You know, we're not going to ask though. Let's just kind of keep it simple. Do what we know. You know, John, did you ever a release date for this? Uh, for the movie? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, August 3rd, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. August 3rd, 1990. Hmm, okay. So I'm just thinking in terms of the theatrical release dates of Disney animation at the time. Um, so this would have been after Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. but before Rescuers Down Under. Yeah. And I believe the other cartoon, I was going to look up and see what other movies came out around about this time in 1990. Uh, but the one thing I did see was that the other cartoon that was out around this time was the Jetsons movie. And that it actually did better in the in the box office. Hmm. Which is kind of funny because I think of, you know, DuckTales being huge at that time, or at least in my house, it was huge. And I think of the Jetsons maybe being kind of past their prime at that point. Yeah. 
But mm-hmm. yeah, no, apparently the Jetsons movie did better. Well, and the other thing, you know, something else too is that the TV show introduced a whole lot of characters, right? Mm-hmm. And none of them showed up in this movie. And it was a conscious choice because they didn't want to confuse movie-going audiences with a bunch of new characters if you weren't familiar with the show. Yeah, but who's going to go see this if you're not familiar with the show? Right. <laughs> yeah. And and you're introducing new characters anyway once you, you know, with with your villain. So, I don't know, it just... It, it just felt like it, it tried, but for me, it just, it didn't, it didn't land. Mm-hmm. They just, they, they, they didn't quite get it right. And like I said, you know, at some point I, I had the thought, if I'm going to watch a movie about a genie and the magic lamp, I'm going to Aladdin. I'm yeah. not going to, this isn't going to be my go-to for that story. Yeah. I mean, cause at this point you, DuckTales started, almost almost exactly three years before this movie came out. It was September of 87 um, was when DuckTales premiered. So at that point, I mean, really, yeah, why? At that point, it's been three years. People are going to know the characters. If you're going to see this movie, most likely your kid has seen the TV show. So include the characters. Like I, I do yeah. remember like Darkwing Duck and, and, you know, some of those other characters that showed up in the TV show. Those were actually some of my favorite characters. Gizmo Duck, yeah, the Gizmo Beagle and, Boys, mm-hmm. Magicka Dispel. And like, they're, they're not in here at all. Yeah. 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 Give us, make it special somehow, right? Make it stand out, make it special somehow. Well, even like I think back to when we did the um, the Chipmunks movie, the Alvin and the Chipmunks, when we did that one, like that one, it seemed to have more of a scale to it because the Chipmunks never really left like their home. They all mm-hmm. their adventures were very, very local. And all of a sudden they're off on this globetrotting adventure to find these little dolls and they're they're racing the, the girl Chipmunks. And, you know, it, it had more of a scale to it. And, you know, th- there were songs, there was, there was other stuff. Um Whereas this one, yeah, it really was very much, it's an episode of the TV show. It's just a longer episode of the TV show. There's nothing, Mm -hmm. there's nothing different about it really. Cause in the TV show, sometimes they would, I mean, they go on similar kind of adventures, not necessarily always like supernaturally related, but they'd Mm -hmm. have very similar adventures to this. So yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it, it kind of it was a little bit of a letdown watching it as an adult. Like it was still fun, and I it, it was a, it brought back a lot of memories from seeing it as a kid. Um, but yeah, the other piece of it too was now looking at it as an adult. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just there's there seems to be there's nothing special about this. And I even started to watch it with um, I didn't watch it with both kids. I didn't I didn't really think John would probably be too interested in it. Um, mm-hmm. But I started to watch it with Nora and then we couldn't finish it at that point. And um, so she and I were going to finish it later, but then we ran, ran out of time. So I just had to finish it myself. But even that, you know, she was kind of a lot of times she'll sit and she'll watch something with me and she'll be she'll be focused on it. It seemed like this one. She was kind of distracted most of the time. Like she was watching it, but it was kind of like. Let me go find something else I can do while I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just didn't seem to be like something you'd put on to to focus on. Yeah. 
Whereas the new, we have actually sat down and watched some of the new DuckTales. I don't know if you guys have seen the new DuckTales cartoon, but it's really good. Um, yeah, I've heard them. I've heard people say that it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And even those, like I think of, I think of some of those episodes of the new TV show and I'm like, even that's better. Like that's more exciting. It's got, it's got like a bigger scale to it. It's, it's more, um, you know, some of the episodes are more intense and, and action filled and, um, yeah, I know just it, this one's a little bit of a letdown. Well, as I'm reading through the IMDB trivia things right here, I'm, I do my research way ahead of time to be prepared for the podcast. Um, it, it said that, you know, they had a whole bunch of other ideas and they kind of canceled them just because this one flopped. Um, and I'm boy, I'm shooting from the hip on this, but Jeffrey, I remember we did the little mermaid last year, right? We did the, was was that last year? 89. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. I, as, if I recall correctly, you said that the little mermaid was kind of the return to form for Disney and there were competing animation groups in Disney. Um, there weren't really competing groups in Disney. Uh, what you, what you have to keep in mind, you're about to be Jeff splained. Um, I, I want to be, I'm asking for it, man. I want to unleash the Don Bluth. <laughs> Right. But you also have to keep in mind that this wasn't a Disney film, uh, animated film uh, division. This was the TV division trying their hand at making a movie. Yeah. So. So so that I think that also plays into why maybe it just it doesn't land the same way as a Disney movie, an animated Disney movie would. Now, granted, they only had one big success that they were coming off of with the little mermaid because you know they hadn't really had much success prior to that um so it's very interesting to me it's very interesting that they would go ahead with this mm-hmm. um after having struggled through the entire decade of the 80s to find that animated hit uh you know they finally got it right at the end of the decade so it's it's surprising that th- that this would be or it'd be perceived as the follow-up to the little mermaid. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and when they, when they started the TV shows, that was before, I mean, they probably were in the middle of working on the little mermaid, but that was before little mermaid came out. So it was, it was during a time when they were really struggling. Yeah. Like I, I think a lot of their, what was before, cause it was the gummy adventures of the gummy bears. And wasn't there, was there another one called the, the wuzzles. Yeah, that was a, uh, another Saturday morning one. Yeah. And I feel like other than, maybe other than gummy bears, I'm not sure, I don't know how well the Wuzzles did, but um, yeah, I kind of feel like it was it was a bit of a rocky start for them to try to get something going, like after not <laughs> having, you know, the, the movies do very well for a while and, and they didn't have the success of The Little Mermaid yet. They were trying to get something jump started. And then I feel like it was kind of a hit with, it was a hit with this one, Um you know, you had Tailspin, you had, you had uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and I almost kind of feel like it, it's got a little bit of a parallel to, and maybe this is the case with other other franchises in general, maybe a little bit of a parallel to like DC, where the movies are going through a rough patch, but the TV shows are knocking it out of the park. And I kind of <laughs> feel like it's it's maybe the same way with Star Wars right now. The movies have hit a little bit of a rough patch. The TV shows are knocking it out of the park, or at least what they've got mm-hmm. planned for some of the other TV shows. So I don't know. Maybe that's just a natural progression for these big companies with these creative properties that it's just they they hit a certain they hit a certain 
place and uh, maybe they just try to diversify their their properties and say, hey, we've got, uh, you know, we're going to work on movies, but maybe let's back off a little bit and, and give TV an opportunity. And Hey, can we make some buck doing this? Right. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm the last guy to go the cynical route, but maybe that's what it was. Hey, you know, I don't want to say cash grab, but I mean, well, hey, uh, this is popular. Let's make a movie. Let's see if we can pack them into the theaters. Right. Well, and I mean, at that point, you've got, I mean, the TV shows, if, if we're going to, let's go, let's go that route for just a second. If you're going to do, do it, the, let's do it, do it. Um, if you're going to go that route, then I think you got to look at it too, from the, the marketing perspective of you've got a TV series. And that is a nice long-term thing that you can keep in front of kids and families and you can create all kinds of toys and other merchandise to go along with merchandising to go along with it. Um, and then occasionally you can have that big movie to really, really have a big push when it comes to, you know, getting the kids to, to buy the t-shirts, to buy the lunch boxes, to, you know, all that other stuff. So I mean, I think in some ways it, it might even be a little bit more lucrative or at the time it might've been for them to say, Hey, let's, let's, let's put our money into this longer running TV idea and see what that does for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at a list of animated Disney animated series and uh, you're right. The Wuzzles and uh, and gummy bears both came both started in 85. Okay, Wuzzles apparently didn't last longer than 1985. Okay, gummy bears ran to 91, and then DuckTales, uh, uh, 87 to 90. Uh, New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, 88 to 91. Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop, those all hit in the early 90s, and then a little bit further down you start seeing tv series based on their um animated film department so little mermaid gets a tv series aladdin gets a tv series um timon and pumbaa get a tv series so um so this i mean this very well could have could have been a a cash grab yeah who knows the movie itself was not. I think it was like a $2 million loss for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they backed off on a bunch of other stuff. It wasn't like, oh, well, we made a mistake. Let's try the next one. It was like, yep, nope. You know, mm-hmm. I think, didn't they say they had plans for a bunch of other mm-hmm. animated type movies and such? And Yeah. Well, and something I was reading too said that um, like some of the deals that, some of the side deals that were made for the way that this was animated and, and because this got made, you know, this person got to make this other kind of deal off to the side. Something I was reading said something to the effect that you likely wouldn't have ended up with, um, you know, some of the, some of what Pixar had been able to do if you hadn't had, cause this was one of the first times I think that you had, you know, Disney's feature film animation studio was not animating this movie. And I think that was one of the first times either ever or in a very long time that that was happening. And that probably kind of paved the way for opening things up with Pixar. Um, and the other thing I, it was the other one I read, it was, they had, they had specifically mentioned that some of the deals that were made kind of opened the door up for toy story and the nightmare before Christmas, which were both made by studios that were not part of the kind of internal Disney system. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, even though even though the movie itself was a flop, I think this is one of those situations where what they what they were doing to make the movie, like some of that some of the back end deals that happened or kind of a domino effect that because of what they did with this one, we ended up with Toy Story. We ended up with Nightmare Before Christmas. And hey, I'm I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that that's a good point. I'm just trying to see if I can research a little bit on, uh, you know, what was some of the initial thought behind creating this as a movie. Mm -hmm. I'm not finding much in my research right now. I I do my research the same way that Pat does. Mm -hmm. I feel like part of it might've been that they were kind of expecting that the show was going to wind down and they wanted to kind of end it with a movie. But I think, I think partway through the making of the movie, I'm trying to remember, I I feel like I've read this in a couple of different places. Partway through the making of the movie, they decided, well, I think we're going to have the cartoon go for just a little bit longer. So this is not going to be the end of it, but we're just going to release it as a movie anyway. So it sounds like they had a couple of different ideas going and it was kind of like a starting and stopping. And and then ultimately it just ended up being, you know what, we've already started this. Let's just release it. We'll see how it does. And we'll keep going with the cartoon because it's successful figuring out their thing, you know, but again, I, I, and I, it's funny. I was never really a big TV guy. I was always more of a movie guy, you know? And, and I just seems like if you do a movie, you gotta, you gotta make it special somehow Mm -hmm. compared to a television show, right? Like there's some things that like a show is fantastic and you can't, but if you're going to do a movie, you gotta make it stand out somehow. And like you said, that's where you throw, well, like the DC crossover events, right. In the DC EU, I don't know if that's like, wait, Jeff, you don't like that one, right? And John doesn't like the, whatever. No. Okay. Jeff doesn't like the uh, Oscar winning suicide squad. Don't. Oh. <laughs> the Oscar award winning DCEU about Iron yeah, Man. My, uh, you just a, got a buddy mine. The buddy mine doesn't like the DCEU. Oh, okay. I, well, but I, I bump on having to call suicide squad an Oscar winner. Okay. So, but my point is, I just call it here's like I the see point, it. dude. You call what? I just call it like I see it. Just the facts, <laughs> just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, DCU crossovers. They put everybody together. It's some over the top episode. They throw in some fun stuff. They throw in some cameos. They throw in some, oh, wow. You know, like this, the, you know, so they get it. If you're going to do a movie, if you're going to do a feature length thing, heck, even if you're going to do like a four or five part episode, give us something special. Like, and that just, it just didn't happen. Yeah. yeah make it, make it stand out from the TV show yeah. in some way. Yeah. And, and you're right. It didn't happen. I, there was nothing about this that made me feel as though this was watching something extra special like you know because in a couple of years we'll we'll be able to talk about um the goofy movie mm-hmm. and i feel like that was a much better uh a much better effort because i felt like that was something that that the story in a goofy movie was it's a very special story and a very relatable story um that you don't always get out of watching goofy cartoons Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, I think you're absolutely right. This just didn't, it didn't bring anything new to the table. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and, and this too, I mean, then you start to, I feel like this is very close to the time. I remember back when we were talking about the Black Cauldron, and that was kind of like where we, we talked a little bit about that being kind of a, a, a turning point for Disney animation as they were making some changes and they, they had some changes in leadership and whatnot. I think this one seems like it's also we're hitting a time of change as we hit the, the early 90s where you really go in a couple of different directions where the traditional Disney animation that ended up kind of switching to those a lot of those direct-to-video sequels, you know, like The Return of Jafar or, you know, Cinderella 17 or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever those movies were, the ones that went directly to VHS or DVD. And then you really switched to, you know, not too long after, you really switched to Disney coming out with a lot of the CGI with Pixar and Toy mm -hmm. Story and and all those. So I, this one... This one kind of feels like it's you're nearing that kind of the back end of the traditional Disney animation being released in theaters. You know, it, it, you still have it with, you know, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, you know, uh, Aladdin, those movies. But I really do feel like you do have a bit of a shift at that point where you've got maybe Disney is starting to focus a little bit more on Pixar and, and maybe maybe assuming that a lot of that CG animation was the wave of the future. You know, still having still having that traditional animation come out, but I, it, it does seem like this is a little bit of a time where the the higher ups are starting to try to make a shift and maybe maybe invest in the future as they see it. We 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 can talk about that a little bit too when we get to our episode on Rescuers Down Under because mm. that was the first uh, computer generated animated movie, right? So it like it is there right on the forefront of that. Yeah. Mm hmm. But anyway, yeah. for me, this movie just it certainly didn't hold up from anything that I, I revered about it as when I watched it as a kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was not a treasure. No, no. Okay. I, I didn't even see it as a kid. Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, my kids saw it and they liked it. There was stuff they laughed at. And, hey, it's fun. And, you yeah. know, and all this. And I, I think Dominic was on the upper age limit of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but it's funny because they are not clamoring to watch a ton more DuckTales. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, we got to watch more DuckTales. You know what I'm saying? It was like, ah, that was fun. Thanks, Dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should sh show them the new cartoon. I've heard that. I've yeah. heard it's pretty, uh, it's pretty fantastic. It's pretty so. good. And it already brings in, like, within the first couple of episodes, I think, it already starts to bring in some of the, like side characters that the old TV show, you know, built up over years, you know, Gizmo mm -hmm. and all those other, yeah, it starts to bring those in almost right away. Yeah. All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to say about this one before we jump into our three questions? Just three questions. Sure. Oh man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying something a little new with some of the three questions. I'm not sending them ahead of time. So then you get completely mm -hmm. blindsided and this is totally off the cuff. So we can't do research. You can't we're so, do we're research. We're usually so well scripted and prepared. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is that really the case or did you just forget to send us the, the questions and you don't want to look stupid? No, actually I did have of the three questions, I only had one of them that I hadn't come up with before today. So the other two of the three questions for this movie, I did have them like two weeks ago. But okay. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just gonna If you could wish for anything, what would you wish for? Okay, shut up, because that was one of the three. <laughs> no, I took that question and I changed it, so shut up. If you could wish one thing for somebody else, what would you wish for? That's a stupid question. 
He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, three questions. Question number one, uh, Alan Young did the voice of Scrooge McDuck. Um, a little side note here. My daughter has gotten very good at recognizing voice actors. Nice. Like we started watching this movie and she goes, there, there's a series of CDs um, that are these little, they're almost kind of like old time, you know, radio shows. It, it tells a little story. It's got a little moral at the end. Um, and they're kind of like, uh, it, it's like, it's like this Christian company that makes this little CDs that are just kind of like these little, almost like little morality tale type stories. And they okay. have, a, they have a lot of voice actors that end up being from other cartoons, other places. Um, Wacko Warner from the Warner brothers is in a lot of these uh, episodes. And uh, we start listing this and she goes, wait a minute. Scrooge McDuck is in my adventures in Odyssey CDs. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. He's a character in some of my adventures. I was like, does he have a Scottish accent? She's like, no, but I recognize his voice. And I was like, no, you can't. So I went and looked it up. Sure enough. Alan Young was a voice actor in these CDs that she listens to. I'm like, how did you even pick that up? Like, I don't know. How, you know. Um, so, so we, we started talking about that a little bit. And uh, this one kind of came up because I told her, I was like, well, you know what? Actually, I know him from somewhere else. So here's question number one. Would you rather spend the day with Scrooge McDuck or Mr. Ed? Because Alan Young was Wilbur from the Mr. Ed TV show. Huh. So if you had to spend a day with a talking animal, would you rather spend the day with Scrooge McDuck or Mr. Ed the horse? I'm going to turn over like, uh, man, I, I don't want to reject. I would. Oh, you don't get to reject the reject question. There's no rejecting the question. No, then I'm going to say Scrooge McDuck just because the archaeology Indiana Jones-esque thing. But Mr. Ed would be pretty cool to hang out mm -hmm. with. I'm going to go Mr. Ed because I think Scrooge McDuck is kind of a jerk, especially in this movie. Yeah, he's a jerk. Yeah, but Mr. Ed's also kind of a smart ass. Yeah. Unintended. <laughs> um, I he, think is, I'd, he is, but I feel like Mr. Ed and I might have similar, very similar personalities. I think I'd hang out with Scrooge McDuck because at least there's a chance of meeting some of the uh, other characters. Whereas mm -hmm. if you hang out with Mr. Ed, you're meeting Wilbur. Mm-hmm. Horses are horses, of course, of course. Uh, yep. I don't know. I, I feel like Mr. Ed and I could play some pranks on people. I think that'd, that'd be kind of fun. Well, well you do that. Mm -hmm. I think I will. There you go, John. Here's your setup for Good Morning Vietnam. Wilbur, <laughs> come in the room, Wilbur. I tell you I, this. I think he sounds exactly like Mr. Ed. Listen to this. <laughs> I tell you this. Now listen. Wilbur, come in the room. An incredible coincidence. Ah, oh, there you go, John. I can Set do it. it. I can do it all night. Seven days a week, in fact. All right. Uh, question number two. DuckTales, Tailspin, or Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Which one is Tailspin. the best? Well, what was that? I said Tailspin. I thought I said Jetsons. 
<laughs> he's, he's rejecting the question. <laughs> rejecting the question. Um, it's my, it's my, my choice is the, the Flintstones. I'd like the Jetsons for 200. Steamboat Willie. Dennis, when did you get here? Um, no, I, uh, uh, I'm going to say... Uh, <laughs> oh man oh man oh, oh that was great uh, no, I, i'm gonna I, I say know, uh, i didn't I'm know you could say uh, i didn't know you could say anim- tailspin i didn't know you could animate cave drawings <laughs> <laughs> you, you wave the torch quickly oh. past okay god it rest was, his soul it was, the, it was it was the first time they ever took papyrus and made a flip book that's right <laughs> that's right um, okay, so you showed them how to do it from different angles too. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the Dutch aren't a thing yet, but these are called Dutch angles. How <laughs> <laughs> can we just call them oh, angles? Man. <laughs> oh man! And you guys are doing another movie after this. Yeah, we are. Aren't we? <laughs> can, can we have? Can we have like this the same music television? intermission that we had before this one <laughs> that kind of put me in a good mood and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna give a i'm gonna give a, yeah let's, we're gonna have to do that i'm gonna give everybody a little bit of a spoiler for our next episode that for everyone else will be coming out the week after this one does i have a feeling that it's going to be a little bit late at night when we start talking about problem child <sighs> jeff I, I, already, I, I, I think jeff is jumping off the call after this one so it's going to be yeah. me and pat I'm just going to prepare everybody right now. Episode number 318 of the 30 something movie podcast. It may be a very angry episode. It's we're going to be angry elves. <laughs> so just a, just a spoiler alert. All right. Anyway, to so, answer uh, your question, yeah, the, the question Duck, DuckTales, Tailspin I, uh, or Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which one's the best? Which one's the best? Yeah. Um, I think Chippendale. Okay. I think res- I think Rescue Rangers. DuckTales kind of laid the foundation for this type of uh, animated series, but I think Rescue Rangers um, tightened it up a little bit more and just presented a little bit better product. Mm-hmm. I never got into Tailspin. I tried. I just okay. Never got into it. I'm gonna say. For the, I mean, oh man, I, I used to love the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Um, I did really like Tailspin though. Like I always liked the character mm. of Baloo. So, I mean, that one, I might have to go Tailspin. And I always love the plane too. Like just, just cool the whole plane. idea. The, yeah, the plane, you know, the, the whole idea of flying around, doing all that stuff. Um, for theme song, I, I think I got might have to go Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers for theme song, but overall I might choose tailspin. I'm actually trying to remember right now what the, like, I know the DuckTales theme. I know the Chip and Dale theme. I can't for the life of me, remember the, the tailspin theme music. Really? The tailspin one was kind of that, um, tailspin, I'm not doing it justice, but it's fun. I like tailspin. I don't know what the hell just happened. I don't know either. I can't sing all the words. But, I don't know, but, but Pat, it's fun. Pat, you Your tried. game is weak. Your game is weak. Mm, oh yeah. yes, yes uh, it is. But you tried. You tried. I did. Where's the opening uh, tailspin? Oh, for crying out loud! Tailspin theme. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yes.
Yeah, okay. like you saying it. Yeah. I was just like that. It sounded exactly. I got the rhythm in there. No, Pat, that was that was totally totally accurate. <laughs> nailed it I'm, you I, nailed it Pat. i wish my kids could be in your music class <laughs> i want my kids oh, God, you, i want my kids God in your you class don't teach music <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't teach music man i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna contact those two kids that couldn't get into your zoom and say hey you, you dodged a bullet there friends <laughs> <laughs> you guys lucked out oh my gosh <laughs> oh uh, man the best part was the other kid that group chatted said, better get here early tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a survival of the fittest thing. Like you only get, it's an exclusive club. Oh my gosh. Uh, question three. I, this is the one that I switched up because I figured you'd make fun of the other one. Uh, if you had three wishes, if you had, because I know my audience, if you had three wishes and one of them had to be a stupid throwaway wish, what would it be? Like What's a you, stupid throwaway wish. You have to wish for something that's completely stupid. Like you're allowed three wishes. Two can be reasonable, meaningful wishes. One of them, you got to just wish for something stupid. <laughs> I got something I want to say, but I don't want to get into politics. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're on the same page, man. Because I'm just like, Pat, I, I, might, I have my list going there. Pat, that's that's not stupid. <laughs> oh. um, I don't know. I'm tired. My I, my stupid wishes for Bill and Ted three to be good. Okay. I, um, yeah, I, uh, the stupid wish. I don't I, know, man. Bill and Ted three is uh certified fresh on rotten tomatoes. Really? Yeah. We're on our way. Yeah. I think our movie next week was 0% on rotten tomatoes. I, I hope so. <laughs> hmm. <sighs> I got, I, I, I'm stumped. <laughs> As Pat and I discussed uh, yesterday when we talked, <laughs> Problem Child is not a Pat Cantagallo movie. I don't think it is. No. I'm sorry, guys. No. I don't think it was made for me. No. Um, anyway. It just it, the only thing to make it even worse for Pat would be to have like Monica Bellucci just standing in a corner getting slapped repeatedly. Yeah. Well, that's like that other movie. Isn't Ooh. there another movie where ugh, I don't know yeah, I, about that? Mm, I made the mistake of watching that other movie. I'm, um, not, I'm not doing that ever again. <laughs> how about can people just wear masks for a couple of months. How about that <laughs> for wishes? Can everyone just kind of wear a mask? Can we all just kind of get through this thing? Yeah. That's like, not stupid. Is that, I, pardon I mean, me. That's a good one. I mean, you can do that one. I don't think that's stupid. Yeah. That's people I, should be doing that, but yeah. A, a life site of lifetime supply of a lifetime supply of roasted sweet corn. Okay. I want them to put a Torchy's tacos somewhere up here in the Northern suburbs of Chicago. Mm. That's my wish. And that's not really a stupid one either, but my favorite. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to share this one as one of my favorite stupid wishes that I've ever heard of before. And I've loved it. And when I met the guy who wrote the story, I told him that it was one of my favorite things I had ever read in a comic book before um, was they did a storyline and Jeff, you might remember this one too. They did a storyline in DC comics called underworld <laughs> unleashed. And they had this character that was supposed to be like the devil uh, and one of the like the key things about this comic was all of the comics and the covers had like this neon green coloring to it. And, and this character was supposed to be the devil. His name was Neron. And he was going around making deals with all of the heroes and villains in DC Comics to like 
increase their powers. Like he would give them whatever they wanted in exchange for their soul. And so you had all these characters that like, they were kind of the second tier characters and they traded their soul for better powers or, you know, Lex Luthor's body had been dying. He'd been ravaged by cancer because of the kryptonite. And so he traded his soul for a better body. And so you have the other, like the other villains get together at some point and they're all comparing with each other. Like, what did you trade for? And he's like, Oh, I got these powers. Like I don't need a, a flame gun anymore. I can just shoot it right out of my hands. And this other guy's like, what power have you have? It's like, well, I can choke people with like toxic smoke. That's awesome. Lex Luthor's like, yeah, I got a new body. And, and like, I'm even smarter than I was before. And they're all looking at the Joker and he's standing, he's like sitting in the corner, like smoking a cigar. And they're like, Joker, what did, like, you don't seem different. What did you trade your soul for? And he holds up a box of Cuban cigars. And that's it. <laughs> like he traded his soul for Cuban cigars. And I'm like, that is one of the most perfect Joker moments. That's like the I only thing you ever, need to know about Joker. Yeah. It's like the guy would trade his soul for wow. Cuban cigars just because he could have had anything. Like he, like, I want Batman to be dead or I want, you know, Cuban cigars. So when I met the guy, uh, the writer's name is Mark Wade. I met him at the uh, comic book convention that we've gone to sometimes. And, and, um, I got all the books autographed and, and I said, you know, I, I got to tell you, like, that is still one of my favorite moments in a comic. Like when they're all comparing what they upgraded and they're like, Joker, what did you get? Box of Cubans. I got that. That's is awesome. That is awesome. Thank you for writing. That's that. Awesome. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, he, he laughed. He's like, yeah, he's like, that was my favorite thing. He's like, not a lot of people think that that's really funny, but he's like, that was one of my favorite things that I put into that comic. And he's like, he's like, I'm glad somebody else noticed that. He's like, that was, I really, I really enjoyed writing that. I was like, well, yeah, it's one of my favorite things. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for joining us for DuckTales, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Uh, this one might've gotten a little lost. But um, that's okay. That's yeah. all right. You might Kinda. enjoy it if you got kids. Uh, go check it out. It's uh, it's, it's on Disney Plus, isn't it? I love mm -hmm. lamp. Yeah, I love lamp. Mm -hmm. I love. Are you just saying that because there's a lamp? I there's love a, lamp. There's a party, and you're invited. Um, so anyway, next time, uh, next like week, if, the pants party. If, there you go. Um, if you want, if if you've always wanted to see what happens when a podcast catches fire and burns down, uh, Stab please. The guy with a trident. <laughs> That escalated quickly. Um, please come back next week and you can listen to the dumpster fire that will be Pat and John's discussion about problem child. Oh, I, just man. give me a heads up right now. It, this might be like the 1984, two minutes of hate, um, except it's going to be longer than two minutes, but I, I tried to watch the movie. Yeah. Got 15 minutes in and then watched the rest of it in the next five minutes. Yeah. Here's the deal. I actually really <laughs> liked that movie as a kid. Sorry, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be judge. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna judge the heck out of this thing. I mean, it's yeah. Sure. I like this movie as a kid. Problem Child. Mm -mm. No, sir. Not not anymore. <laughs> but yeah. we'll, talk, we'll talk about that next week. So yeah. Um. So yeah. So we got next week coming up. Problem Child is next week, and then Pat. I'm sorry. We we go from Problem Child into like your favorite month of the year. Then after that, we're going into October. Um, oh yeah. And then we've got, I, I know. <laughs> Uh, then we've got the witches in, in this movie. We play oh. witches. <laughs> God, that movie. That's that movie was scary. And I haven't watched it. That yet. was scary. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going to show the kids. I think maybe John might be, he he would probably want to watch it. I don't think Nora would. John, John would be. I think John would be okay. I think he would like it. I don't think I Nora. Think, no, I no. No, she, a couple of years ago, she got creeped out by Hocus Pocus. So she's not ready for the witches. Oh, God, no, then. No, mm -hmm. no. Yeah, no, 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 no. 
we we know our limits around here. Uh, then after the witches, we've got Stephen King's It. Uh, after that one, we've got Jacob's Ladder, Tremors, and then Misery. We'll round off our month of October there. So uh, come on back for those if you want to if if you want to join us for any of those. If you want to kind of get in touch with us ahead of time and talk about any of those, we got a voicemail line. It's eight seven two three five six six eight four three. Hit us up on any of the social medias. We are three zero podcast. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those different ones. And then our website, 30podcast.com. Go check that out as well. So thank you for being here with me tonight. Pat, Jeff, a pleasure as always. So thank you so much. Hey, thanks, John. Yeah, thank you, John. All right, everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. And we'll see you back here next time.